Welcome back to Off the Rails with your host, DJ, and Case. And uh, we're going to start this one off with the state of the league. The NFL's had a, a pretty tumultuous two days here. Yeah. It's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, today was the trade deadline, which has become annually a big, like a kind of a fun event. Lately, uh, like back in the day, there weren't that many trades, but the yeah, last, it's picked up in the last ten years. It's really yeah. picked up, and especially in the last five years, it's really picked up. I think I think uh, trades can, I mean, they can spark a team, man. Yeah. And, and now people can plug players in quick now. Sometimes, you know, yep. especially running backs. You know, that's one that seems to translate pretty well. Yeah, they might take a week to get acclimated. Sometimes yeah. they jump right in like with last year. With yeah, Jay and Jai, man, absolutely. But uh, normally we'd have a lot to talk about just with that. But yesterday morning, the Cleveland Browns shit show rolled on. Finally it, it, did something that people have been calling for for yeah. ever now. Yeah, I, but I well, also got to announce it. Hugh Jackson was fired as head coach uh, after eight games. And after eight games, his team was two, five, and one. Which is not a good record, but it's fucking great compared to his lifetime record as a Browns coach of three thirty six and one. Three thirty six and one. He was one and thirty one after two years. How do you keep your job? Yeah. How? I know, man. <laughs> that is that is the most. That's insane. It's to gonna me. be the record for a while. Uh, the he doesn't have the worst losing percentage in NFL history. That's insane. Burt Bell does. Yeah. And he couldn't be fired because he was the owner. Or he would have been fired. Yeah. There's no way you let that go down. Yeah. If he, if he would have lost seven more games, he would have the record. Yeah, so they should have just let him hang around yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Put that on record. you. <laughs> take the record. So, Burt Bell, for those who don't know, is the Eagles uh, owner and coach. Uh, you know, so. He owned the Steelers, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Uh, he owned both teams at one point. And he was commissioner of the league. Yep, he's the first commissioner. Uh, he's in. He's in the hall. Yep. He's, the the he's the one of their very first yep. ones right there at the entrance uh, of the hall itself. But that's not a record you want. That's no. <laughs> I'd love for yeah, Hugh to have taken that off our hands. No, I forget <laughs> what it said. It was like Bill Belichick would have to lose. It was like 187 straight games or something to get the record off you. It's you know it was yeah. more than that. It was like 287 or something. It was something astronomical. But um, so wake up, news hits. Jackson's gone. And at first, it's just uncertainty because that's all you hear is he's gone. So the starts you start putting it through your head. Well, probably named Haley head coach then, which I didn't want that. I yeah. think he tanked on purpose. I think he was doing shitty to get Hugh fired so he could get the head coaching job. That's I mean I'm watching the offense that he's the one calling those plays. Shit's horrendous. Yeah, it's I was not impressed with him as a play caller. I thought during hard knocks thought he was funny. I'll give him that. Like he's like a, seemed like an all right. He I guarantee he was drunk. I can yeah. just tell by the way he deals with yeah. stuff. But I, w- I would say that he'd be a fun guy to hang around with for a night. But he is not the guy I want calling plays. So then news drops, he's been fired. So I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when those two firings happened, just to watch that. Because yeah. I know Haley's a dick. Like, you know he didn't go down quietly. He probably just took it like a pussy and walked away. Yeah, Haley probably talked shit. I'm like, sure he did. you just gave it to me in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. But you didn't listen. You didn't listen. And they probably were going to give yeah. it to him, and then he popped off. So, boom, he's gone. So then it comes down that Al Saunders has been named interim coach. So everybody starts like speculating what's next, what's next. That lasts about an hour, hour and a half. 
And that, this news came from Cleveland Browns. Well, at some point they reversed direction. I think they named Al Sanders before they fired Haley. And they were going to let Haley just run his offense, Greg run his defense, and Al Saunders just keep everybody happy. Well, then they probably fired Haley, so they just switched the whole fucking thing around. Now, Greg fucking Williams is the interim head coach. Bounty Gate himself. It's going to be fun. You know what? But he's no type of head coach. Yeah, I hear you there. You know, one time you guys had uh, success hiring a coach as an interim head coach, and that was Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, do you know the story behind that? Like, when they asked Schottenheimer to take over, no. he said no, he wouldn't uh, take over because the team wouldn't buy into him. They're not going to uh, be motivated to play for him, so he turned the job down. So they were real impressed and was like, fuck it, Art Modell went ahead and gave him a three-year contract, you know what I mean, as interim, you know. And that's a, so then you guys went on to have great success. Yeah, Sam Ritogliano was the coach when Marty got named. Yeah. So you don't see uh, Greg Williams doing that for you? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Greg Williams, I think he's just auditioning for his next job now. So he's going to run my players further into the ground. My dudes have snap counts a game and a half higher than everyone else. Now, we play a lot of overtimes. Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi in particular. Miles Garrett's played like a full game and a half more than any other dude in the league. Because well, I, of all the overtimes, and he doesn't come off the field, which isn't awesome. No, that's it not It isn't good. awesome. I get it. You're, I do it for a game to show everybody you're tough and shit. But, like, dude, I need you to be fresh. Yeah. I want, in the fourth quarter, you to be able to do what you can do if we have a lead. If we have a lead and the other team has to throw it, you're our weapon. You're what's going to get us off this field. Yeah. You're, you're going to cause more turnovers in the secondary than anything because quarterbacks know they don't have time. Yeah. You the know? best thing you can do is rotate uh, your line. Uh, that, this is the one thing I wasn't cool with Dorsey. He outsmarted himself. Why the fuck do you get rid of Carl Nassib? Why? Why, dude? He does one thing well. Yep. He rushes. He gets after the passer, dude. And that's what you need. You need just, a guy just who can for rotate a series, in there man. on a third down, and, and he can give you fresh, fast pass rushing. We got two game. sacks against us, so that's what we get for trading to Tampa. Now, he's probably extra motivated. He probably don't get... You probably get a sack every other game or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if that. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, he's putting pressures, you know. I know Nassib, he plays like his hair's on fire. Yeah. And for a six foot seven dude who's like 270, I'll take Smart that. Smart as hell. I'll take all that, you know. So, And then we also got rid of Nate Orchard, our other guy who could spell people. He's he's playing for uh, Kansas City. He landed in an okay situation, yeah, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Like, that, that defense, man, they, they don't even have to play good games. They, they can give up 35 points and still win the game. Yeah, you know? Patriots had to score 43 to beat them. That's, yeah. that's what it took. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know, DJ, because we play this week. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I would have kept you just for that let him take this ass whooping on his way out. 3-37 and 37 now. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Pat Mahomes might be end up being the best quarterback Andy Reid's ever had. If he's yeah. on this trajectory, he's absolutely yeah, going to be. On this trajectory, dude. He, and that's saying something, dude. Andy Reid's had some good quarterbacks. Yep. He's made a lot of uh, shitty quarterbacks look good, too. But, man, uh, look, if the Eagles don't go, that's who I'm rooting for. Like, I hope the Chiefs win it. Yeah. I, I do. Besides us, of course. Like, I, my, I would love to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I, that would be a great Super Bowl for me. But um, I would want to win, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you can't root for anyone else. In that. No. When Mahomes played Baker in college... Holmes had over 700 yards of offense himself. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Himself. He's a beast, ain't he, man? Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't believe I talked William into drafting him in in fantasy. And he's smoking all of us now, dude. dude. He's just smoking all of us. He scored 170 this week. We're not a PPR league. Yeah. He scored 170. (laughs) man. Oh, man. Doing work. Uh, Yeah, my name is actually Fallow the Leader because he beat me and he changed my name to Fallow the Leader. I was actually impressed. That was a decent name with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to beat it until I won. And I won this week, so I get to change my name back. So That's my funny. Name, my name's going to be You Can't Hide This Chub. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a it's a crazy situation. What I do want to see, though, the only person I think that can survive this coaching purge is the guy who just got named offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens. Because what you're looking for in this whole thing, because with Eamon Greg Williams, Dorsey's got a head start right now. He's looking for that next coach. He knows he's already sent a team of people out there. They're going to scour the earth. They're going to try to find the Cleveland Browns' next head coach. Yep. If the owner can stay out of it and let Dorsey handle it, I feel good about that. But if you're looking at it and you see the league, the way the league is right now, you see uh, Andy Reid is one of the few old coaches who will adopt new things. You don't, it don't, I don't want to just have this system. Yeah. We're going to, he's adopted with the times. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, you go back he's and look at the 2004 Eagles, dude. That, that offense is nothing like he's running right now in yeah. Kansas City. At all, yeah. I mean, it's... a lot of a lot of head coaches or offensive coordinators would be too stubborn. You want to run my system. My system's the best. It's, you you run this way. This is the way it needs to be done. Well, you're doing what Mahomes does. What you're doing right now, you're running a lot. Of, you're running a lot of RPO, a lot of spread concept. Yep. You're 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 making defensive back make decisions, and you're basing your decision off of that. That's where the league. Is. That's where the league's going right now. It might change two or three, four oh, years. It will. It Something will. will happen, and then you'll. But you you look you look out. Same things happening for the Rams. Watch the Rams play offense. That isn't your mom and dad's offense, man. You these young innovative coaches are coming in, and they're they're changing concepts for quarterbacks. They're changing how much how much of the NFL is played in shotgun right now. Oh, we're in shotgun. 85, 90% in of the time. In the 80s, you were only in shotgun, shotgun if it was third, third down. Long. Yeah, third and long, yeah. That's the only way you'd be in. Why would you be in shotgun? Yeah. You're just telling everyone you're throwing. I mean, it was just like, you know. Now it's like everybody knows we're throwing. <laughs> you know? I'll run out of this. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? We run the ball all the time in a shotgun for years, too, now. Yeah. Like, it started with Chip Kelly. When we got Chip Kelly as a coach, we ran out of shotgun constantly. And it was actually great. Spreading everybody out was great with Shady. You got to have... Uh, you got to have good athletes on the line, the guys that can move and run, you know what I mean? You don't want the big mauler as much. You want guys that can fucking run. Get out like, in space. and Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. When you do the spread, this you know, the, but it worked out great for LaShawn McCoy. I'm not so sure if Jerome Bettis would have been great for that system. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Well, so if you're looking at the new offenses that are evolving. The only concern you can have with getting the next Browns head coach is Baker Mayfield. That's it. So it has to be tailored to him. You got to find someone that can work with what he does, and not try to force him that square peg in the round hole again. Just let him do what he does, develop it. You let him be on the attack. You know what I mean? I know one thing. Whatever you guys do uh, for head coaching wise, I hope you get an offensive guy. Exactly. That's I where hope. the league's at. That's what you got to yes. do. Pair him with an offensive mind. Why did Tony later do- in his career you can switch the defensive coach after he has the knowledge? And can do the things, you know what I mean? If you want to go that route, but you have to go offense right now. Didn't you say Tony Grossi uh, shit all? He over? shit over the Filippo thing. Why? What, what was his reason? I don't know. That? Yeah, I probably didn't like him when he was here for what. Because I think uh, well, as Grossi said that made me want him more. Okay. You know what I mean, like, dude, Filippo is is 
the he's what's working right now. I mean, he's a and dude, look how good our offense looked like. I know he was just a QB coach, but everybody raved about that guy. And you said the same thing about him when he was in your yeah, building. Yeah. Like everybody thought, I was hoping he would stay around. Yeah, that was kind of the, the thought process. Well, jo- and Josh McCown talks so high of him. Yeah, and I think Josh McCown would be a hell of a coach. I'm just yeah. being real. Uh, but so. You got DiFilippo, like you. Like he fits the mold of everything I'm saying. He's that, that young, innovative dude. He's not tailored to some old stoic system. He he's going he's going to make it work. You know what I mean? You look away the Minnesota's playing right now. Yeah, they're playing great. You know what I mean? They're and that's what you want to do. Kirk man. Cousins looks better than ever this year, man. Yeah, he, he's thrown on the run now. Like. Uh, I've been impressed with yeah. Kirk Cousins. The Rams game, man, I know they lost him. He played amazing in that game, dude. He was all over the place. Um, complete Under passes. duress and still still balling out. Under duress the whole time. Yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always doubted him. I've Me always, too. I've always Me doubted too. Cousins. Wasn't he like a fifth-round pick or a fourth? Fourth or fifth-round pick, yeah. yeah. The same year they got RG3. RG3, I know. Shanahan knew. <laughs> it felt like the owner probably made him pick RG3, and he just like stacked his bet by not getting seeing that kind of talent in the draft and make sure he leaves with it. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> Which is always a gamble you take a quarterback that late, but it, you get a Russell Wilson every now and again. You'll get a Kirk Cousins. You, you can find guys who aren't highly touted. You know what I mean? Like, like we're looking at the success Mahomes is having. It wasn't like he was the first quarterback taken. No, he was uh, a second round pick, or was no, no, he, he was a late ten, first? No, no, he was tenth overall pick. They okay. moved up to get him, and it was considered a huge reach. Looking back, is that a huge reach? No. You know what I mean? He's looking like the best out of all them guys. He's looking like the best young quarterback in the league right now. Yes, yes, he is. I mean, Deshaun finally woke up. Yeah, but who knows? You know, he still wasn't even a full year from his injury. Usually. Well, I will say this: We're not got a great record. Uh, we don't have a great record, but Wentz's stats are awesome right now. He's playing great now. He has been. The, he hasn't played great in spots where we needed him to, but statistically, he's got 13 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he's completing over 70 percent of his passes right now. Uh, you know, so. You know, I don't know how many yards he has, but uh, he's been getting right around 280 uh, and above, right around 300, you know, in every game. So, but it just like the Carolina game, he didn't pl- make the plays when he needed to at the end of the game, you know. Yeah, uh, which that doesn't still show up in the stat books. No, you know what I mean. So I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not it's, the two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can have great stats, but not have a great year. He, or you could be having a great year and not have great stats. Well, that's, you know, think about it. We were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. At that one point, he had completed over, he had completed 15 completions in a row, which is, is a record now for him. That's the most he's ever completed without an incompletion. I mean, that's rolling, dude, 15 in a row. Uh, and just moving the ball at will up and down the field. Long drives, though. We had one that was 96 yards. We started on the four-yard line and punched it in, mm-hmm. which was cool. A million plays, you know what I mean, and took a bunch of time and only only put up seven points, you know. So uh, ate up the entire third quarter, but um, you know where we only put up seventeen points allowed Carolina to come back. So it's been. I'm just saying, Wentz is playing better than uh, it seems, you know. Yeah, I mean? he's not a full year move from his. I know gruesome knee injury, you know what I mean. So he's not back a hundred percent. They can say playing. all that. They can be like, yeah, but he's. 
to fully trust it and fully like do play to your full capabilities, it takes about a year, year and a half. Yeah, he's playing pretty well though, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which shows you where he's at. I mean, it shows yeah. you where he could be too. You know, just physically, he like mentally, he the game slowed down for Wentz, and I think when you watch rookie quarterbacks come into the league, there's a moment. Like honestly, that's probably one reason that Hugh got fired. Baker looked the best the day he came in. When he came in against the Jets, that's the literal best he's looked, which well, was amazing. Baker uh, signed off on the Hugh. Uh, he went pub- I don't know if it was a good idea either to publicly say that he didn't like uh, Hugh Jackson. Uh, you know, you're kind of kicking the guy while he's down. Uh, like, you know. You don't need to go public uh, with yeah. that, even if you think that's. But, you know, uh, Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I just heard Ian Rappaport insinuated that Baker Mayfield wasn't exactly mad that Hugh Jackson was let go. Yeah. So that's the, the uh, report I saw. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, you know, is that really necessary? Take the high road. Exactly, take the high road. Uh, especially being what Hugh's been through this year. But I think Baker, the reason that that's happened is you want to see your quarterback evolve. You want to see things happen. They weren't doing things that let him flourish at all a this comes down to dorsey the tackles have been playing terrible desmond harrison was undrafted free agent first first game was a little rough second game he got better third game he did great fourth game against jesse looked the best he's looked and he's regressed as well but dude you would think bud dupree's getting fitted for a gold jacket if you're watching our games he's just living in our backfield yeah just throwing at he's the reason we have a safety is because he had to hold dupree to keep him killing mayfield because He's a turnstile, for Christ's sake. And then our right tackle's been garbage all year, and we paid that dude money. We went and got him. That sucks, dude. So it's our tackles, they're collapsing the pocket on Baker. They're keeping Baker in the pocket by collapsing the pocket. He's not the biggest dude. He needs to find throwing lanes. But his bread and butter when you're developing is he needs to be able to get out of the pocket. You need to move the pocket with him. you got to call plays to allow him to succeed as opposed to calling plays he has to throw from the pocket. Not in this league he doesn't. You don't have to. You at the end of the day, you have to be able to win from the pocket. I mean, that, that's a, it's a proven method for success. Yeah. But you don't have to live there. You know what I mean? You got to do things to show his abilities. Like him throwing on the run, I'll take it. When Baker gets out on the run, yeah, he's great. Man. Magic seems to happen. Cannon too, buddy. That dude has a cannon. Uh, like he's got a way stronger arm than Drew Brees, you know, for a guy mm-hmm. the same that size stature. or Russell Wilson. He's got a stronger arm than either one of those guys. Yeah, there's a serious pop that comes yeah, off man, when he throws that football. Just, you know, you can see the velocity, the way it cuts through the air, man, yeah. when he lets go of it, man. So we'll, I'll wrap it up, the, the Browns talk with this. They have to find the head coach. Everyone's screaming for the college coach, which I get it. It seems like the shiny new toy. Is Pete Carroll the only time it's ever worked? And he I came mean, from the league to college to come back. I think if you get a guy from college, he has to have already coached in the pros. Would you want Nick Saban? No. No. No, because the reason he works is because he gets to be a dictator. Yeah. You have to be a leader of men and, and of, make – because they don't have to respect you in the pros. Yeah. They make more than you. They don't have to respect you. You got to earn that respect. If you earn that respect and they play for you, that's one thing. In college, they're forced to. This guy decides whether they get to keep going to school. They got to do everything for Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I I wouldn't want. I'd want Nick Saban to be my D coordinator. I'll yeah. take that in a heartbeat. But I think that they have to find. I think the William. I got to give credit to him on this. He brought a guy's name to my attention, so I looked into it. Pete Carmichael. He's the 
HC down in uh, New Orleans. That dude's impressive. If you look at everything he's done, and that's a crazy offense. The Saints don't get a lot of love, but that's a, they know how to use their backs, man. Like that, and and that might be someone who might be able to help Baker. But I don't know if he's the leader of men. That's got to be the most important thing. The reason why you feel like you've taken a step back is because you guys lost all your coordinators. And a lot of times the head coach the head coach needs to instill philosophy, but they have to hire the right people. The yeah. staff is everything. And you have to have trust in them to do the right thing. Because the room that you were able to sit Winston last year with your... Frank Reich, John D. Filippo, and, uh, and Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Dude, that allowed him to flourish. That's what you got to do. Yeah, now he's sitting in a room with... Uh, Press Taylor, who was a quarterback, uh, but he's young, and uh, uh, Mike Grow, our uh, wide receivers coach, which I think he was a quarterback too, but neither of them were NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I don't think De Filippo was, but Frank Reich was, you know, and and was uh, played with that Buffalo Bills uh, team. And I'll Frank Reich at one point had the two highest comebacks in, in college and yeah. NFL history. Yeah, Frank you know, respect. Reich, I will say this, man, like creativity his play designs were awesome man like they're they're looking good even though they got a bad record they're they're optimistic in uh, uh indianapolis right now yep <laughs> so that's the the key man they got to find the guy who can do that for yeah baker. they got to find the guy who can put the room for baker to flourish and grow and that's what we got to see now uh so the rest of this year might be a wash we'll see what freddie kitchens can do yeah but uh freddie kitchens can ignite baker That'll go a long way. Yeah. Because this is his first time being an HC. He's called plays in one game for us in the preseason. He was the uh, – he goes way back to Parcells. Uh, but he played – he was a quarterback at Bama. Then he was coached some small colleges, coached LSU tight ends. Got his a gig. He was Witten's coach in 06 for the Cowboys. And then he went to Arizona and was from Arizona from like 07 to 2016. And he was the quarterbacks coach for Palmer when they brought him in. He yeah, went to the Pro Bowl. That was some of Palmer's. He was the running years. back coach for David Johnson when he was a rookie, and we stole him from them because they got all new staff. So we—that's who we got is Freddie Kitchens, and he was our running back coach. And now he's going to be the HC. So we'll see what he can do. Yeah, you know, it, it'll be interesting. But uh, as always, the shit show rolls on in Cleveland this weekend. They get to get waxed by Kansas City. God help them. Yeah, that that one there. There's no hope for that game, even with no. your good defense. I mean, it won't be. It's not. No defense is good enough for that. So they yeah. are rolling. Kansas City is. I mean, they're looking like one of the all-time offenses right now. Yeah, they're they? killing it, man. They're absolutely killing it. All right, let's move on to the trade day, man. To yeah, the trade deadline happened at four o'clock today, and from about twelve thirty in the afternoon to. 3.30, a couple went down. And I didn't get any, but you did, so we'll start with your guy. Yeah, man, I'm happy, dude. I think Golden Tate's a stud. I never, never mentioned him because I never thought he'd be available. I thought the Lions... Yeah, were... I mentioned him to you like I wanted him. I was like, yeah, did you? Yeah. I don't I was, even remember that. That's the guy I wanted, Golden Tate. Yeah. Um, would I have rather had uh, Deshaun? Yeah, because nostalgia reasons, and Deshaun's playing really well right now. And a speed guy would help us big time. But Golden Tate's pretty quick. He's not Deshaun quick, but, man, he's better in other ways. He catches way more passes. Uh, he's caught over 90 passes the last four seasons, you know, so he's catching a lot of balls. And the only guy to catch more is Antonio Brown the yeah. last four seasons. 
Um, he hasn't missed a game either. In any that's of those what I was going to say. Four seasons. I was going to say for someone who's not really big, he's super durable. Deshaun's pretty durable too. Uh, he, he misses games, but I mean, he's eleven years in the league. Yeah, you know, but Tate plays a more physical. Oh yeah, football. I agree. He'll get dirty. Tate, uh, they throw the ball to him behind the sticks. You know, let him make stuff happen. He's basically Nelson Aguilar, but way better. Like he's Nelson Aguilar at full potential. Um, you know what I mean? Like he is—he's shifty a little, um, makes way better decisions, has better hands. Everything about him, man. He's—he's, he's, you know, I'm—I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I think he'll complement Alshon and fit right in with Ertz, and he runs good routes. He's you great know, hands. Good hands, good feet. You know, shit. You know the way he. Uh, everything about him. I'm—I'm I'm excited. I love it. I was surprised when Seattle let him go to begin with. It seemed like he was working out perfectly. But I thought he. Became, I, when he went to Detroit, I think he uh, became even better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he might have been able to do that out there too, but they uh, they yeah, gave they up got on him. Rid of, yeah, they got rid of him yeah, before yeah, he it happened. Yeah, he's he's definitely a stud. Uh, we'll see, man. I mean, he's gonna get a lot of reps. Yeah. So, we'll, I don't know if he's played any similar systems to what you guys got. So yeah. What kind of learning he's, curve he has? I know he said he was ecstatic, like he was pumped. So I love that. He's happy to be in town. Happy to play with Wentz. Yep. I love that. And it's a rental. It is a rental because we're getting a compensation pick, too, if he walks. So we'll get a third-round pick in 2020 if we don't uh, retain him next year. Probably won't. This is We're probably just taking a shot here. Um, you know. He's 30. He's 30, yeah. and he's going to cost a lot. we got to pay Wentz, you know. Uh, we're probably going to try to draft a guy, I would think, you know. Um, Matt Collins is coming back eventually, you know. Uh, and we got well, we had eleven picks, and now we got ten picks heading yeah. into the draft. So you guys waived a defensive tackle, and now you have six receivers again. So yeah, I saw that stat. Forget the name of the guys you 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 waived. I begin with the B. His last name, Bronco or Blanco or what's um, his name? I don't know. Huh. Uh, yeah, there's someone I never heard of. I just read his name. It was like Eagles Wave so and so to make room for Golden Tate. <laughs> yeah, we've had uh, we've had a bunch of different people pulling up from the practice squad. Uh, Us too. We're just shifting people in and out for yeah. linebackers. You know, people yeah. get hurt. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. We, at one point, we had five tight ends up on the roster. How's that possible? Yeah, we got. You only you only throw it to Devout. Why? I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah, but uh, we'll go to another court. Another team who made a, a uh, trade today. Who similar to you? They're into that rookie quarterback deal, so they're trying to win now. And uh, the uh, Rams went and got Dante Fowler, yeah, from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a third and a fifth. And he was a high, he was a high, high first rounder, and he came out of Florida. He was considered like the next mold of pass rusher, and he couldn't even start for Jacksonville. So they're they're loading up, man. The Rams are just going for it. Yeah, man. they're 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 all in. I wish we'd have been a little bit more aggressive. I wish we could have brought in a running back. I really do, man. I think we uh, we need a guy that can make things happen and get extra yards. You know, I just think I know uh, no uh, confidence in Corey Clement or uh, uh, I think Corey just played over his head last they're year. They're role players. They're not. The yeah, guy. yeah. Not, you want the guy. Yeah, exactly. We, and Jay Ajayi like, kind of was the guy, but then I he got like, hurt. You know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would have loved to have had McCoy. I really would. But I guess Buffalo was just being bitches about it, man. They, 
won ridiculous uh, compensation for McCoy. And I'm like, look, dude, a fifth is great. I think a fifth is pretty good for McCoy for where he's at in his career, at his age, you know. He could still make plays, but he ain't McCoy. And don't he's not going to be on their team next year. No. So why would Get something for him while you why? can. I know, wasting him like that. Like, get something for him. You they just want to hold you over the barrel, and Roseman ain't about that life. No, exactly. Just You know who you're dealing with? I'm a shrewd businessman. Yeah, I'm glad he did. I don't want to overpay for McCoy, but man, I don't, I don't like to got him. But I do wish we would have got uh, Carlos Hyde. But our fifth uh, round pick probably wasn't as valuable as uh, your guys's to them. Uh, we, uh, or no, you, or that ain't right. Jacksonville gave got us his, Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. You, maybe you guys were looking at it as our fifth. What? Surely we offered a fifth round for uh, Carlos Hyde. I would think. No one did. Really? That dude. That wasn't even us. Jacksonville called us. Started the conversation. They needed someone. They needed him now. And Man. I, I'm pissed that Dorsey only got a fifth. Everybody on WIP was talking about Carlos Hyde. With you know. I was thinking the Browns ain't going to get rid of him. He's been running good for them. Uh, you know, he's been money in the uh, red zone. And, yeah, and his insurance, man. Like, if you got a solid guy, like, that's we didn't get rid of Tyrod Taylor for that very reason. We didn't get rid of Tyrod Taylor. It's a couple teams wanted him, but at the end of the day is, man, Baker's getting his teeth kicked in out there. Yeah, man. And that's another thing. Carlos Hyde could pass block. We haven't even asked Chubb to. Chubb's been on for on the field for only three pass blocks. Where he's had, not been out on the route. Three. Three times. That's not good, though. You want to No, no, it tips your hand. I don't get it. That's what I, the reason I... Because everyone was bitching when Chubb wasn't playing. It's like, dude, he can't be... He's on every down guy right now. It's one thing about Sproles, man. Uh, if he ever comes back, we should put him on IR. Because we could have brought him back by now, right? Well, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Why he went out for the first game. Week one, and he's not come back. And... Uh, you could have bought Howard him. I know, and then brought him back by now. Yeah, uh, get eight weeks, yeah. Yeah, you definitely could have bought Howard So, game. this whole time, why the fuck didn't we IR him, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, stupid. But, man, he's just, like, probably shouldn't have came back, man. Yeah, Salvi, see, that happened. You should have just walked away last year. Yeah. won the whole thing. Of course, he was He didn't. Uh, he played, He though. got a ring, though. He got a ring, and he, he was on the ring. squad. He contributed, you know what I mean? He got some first downs in the early games of the year. That That's how I look at it, man. You know, Jason Peters went down. But, man, when he was in, dude, he was probably the best tackle in football last year. He was he was killing it until he went yeah, out. I had to bring him up for a reference point today when I was in that writer's room. My guy was like, you should never, ever, ever have an undrafted free agent for your left tackle. <laughs> like, oh, slow up, guy. Yeah. Slow up. Probably a top ten. Uh, left tackle of all time, I would think. Uh, Jason Peters might be. Yep, undrafted free agent. They're out there, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't. They don't always hit. He, I'll tell you one thing. He's definitely the Eagles' uh, best left tackle ever. And we had a good one before him, and Trey Thomas, who was our tackle for a decade. You know, you don't last a decade if you ain't good. And he oh. was, he was on all those NFC championships. Number seventy-two. Yeah, Trey Thomas, Thomas was. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Trey Thomas was. He was a really high uh, first round pick. He was a top ten pick uh, overall. He was a top ten overall pick. Uh, he was uh, Ray Rhodes' uh, last pick uh, was ever. It? Yep, uh, last first rounder ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, then uh, Andy Reid uh, became the coach the next year, and 
drafted McNabb. So we got our left tackle and McNabb right there. And that led to a decade of success. Success, success man. Because we hit on both of those right there. You know, yeah. uh, that that really worked out well for us, you know. Pull a picture. We'll go through the other trades that went down the day. Uh, one that I know also happened is uh, Demarius Thomas went to the Houston Texans. Yeah, today. I hate that. I hate that because uh, I'd have to play Houston later, and that's a game i got to win because we play the Rams in New Orleans, and I'm counting those as both losses. If I want to make it to 10-6, and six, yeah. i got to beat Houston. Got to, you know, we got to go yeah. six and two the rest of the way, in my opinion, to win the division. So I hate that Houston got him. Man. They they had to after Will Fuller went down. Ah, I hate that man. Uh, what's crazy is he went out balling. Yeah, he went out balling that night. And ACL, that dude just don't seem to be long for the league because he's injury prone. But Will Fuller's one of the biggest big play receivers in the league. Real quick, while I'm thinking of it, man, I got a little trivia right. uh, question for you, man. Let's do this. All right. I wish we had a name for it, but I don't know if I can come up with this every week either because historic things don't always happen. But, all right, this is a guess for case right here. Adrian Peterson had a 60-plus yard run last week. Uh, Who was the last person his age to have that long of a run? Uh, It was over a 60-yard run. I think he's the oldest person to do it. Um. Uh, Since. uh, And uh, my... Who do you think that is? Uh, that's my my uh, trivia question for you. Sixty some yard touchdown run. Yep. Who's the oldest to do it? Yeah, Adrian Peterson, uh, the last person his age to do that. Who was it? If you want a hint, I can start giving you some hints. I was going to guess Walter Payton. It goes uh, way back farther than that. Way back farther than that. Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. That's a dude, that's, that's badass, insane. ain't it, dude? That's Jim. insane. Yes, the last person that that age, thirty three, to bust off a sixty. And how ironic is it that a redskin beat Jim Thorpe's record when Wow he's Native American. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I did read it because they someone did a meme and it had Adrian Peterson with a big white beard. Yeah, I'd yeah. never guess Jim Thorpe. That's I don't deep, know deep. if he beat the record. I think uh, he's the last. Uh, nobody his age has done it since Jim Thorpe has busted off a sixty-plus yeah. yard run. You know that's what it was, but that's how long it's been since a thirty-three-year-old man has busted off a. You know Jim Thorpe did it. We're talking the infancy of the NFL. My my uh, hint was going to be if you asked for a hint, I was going to say he was on that wall in Canton and. Uh, Walter Payton was actually on that wall uh, in Canton. Yeah, because I would have been thinking like Jerome Bettis maybe because he played late. I would have been thinking guys that played Emmett maybe because it would have been guys that played late in their career. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, to, uh, and there are not a lot of those at that no, position. No, man. <laughs> no, looking back, by the time Marcus Allen was this age, it seemed like he'd been in the league forever. Yeah. For some reason, even though Adrian's that old, he don't seem ancient. No, to me. he don't. He don't. I don't know how what that is about that. You know, for running back, you've been in this league that long. Yeah. I guess it's only been eleven years. Still, yeah. his rookie year was Deshaun's rookie year. We played him in the playoffs that year, man. Uh, he he ran all over us. Uh, we had the number one uh, NFC defense. We had the number three overall defense that year. Pittsburgh and Baltimore were number one, two. We were number three right there with them. We had a great run defense that year. We had that, stu- uh, that kid, from, uh, Stuart Bradley. Uh, he was yeah. a stud, man. He was a yeah, beast. Yeah, 55 man. out of Nebraska. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. 
he injury prone. Uh, yeah, he could not stay healthy. Yeah, Back but when injuries. he was on the field, he was great, man. He was a yeah, beast. tackle magnet, man. Yeah, he, he he put his balls right in the C gap. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. But he also paid for it too. Yeah, his health, his health wouldn't. He wasn't long for the league. No. Um, how was I gonna say about uh, AP? AP broke the record his rookie year, two hundred ninety-six yards. Yeah, in I remember game. that. Um, that was the same game that uh, Antonio Camardi broke the record for field goal return. He returned one from the end line. I mean, literally, was the ball was outside when he caught it and ran yeah. it all the way back. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty crazy game. But Adrian, man, I think he's going to go down as the most physical. Not the most physical, how I want to word this. He's the greatest physical specimen to play the position, I think. Overall total. Probably, man. Uh, that's what I would say, man. He's probably the craziest physical specimen. The strength, the speed, agility, agility size, the six size. None, none of it makes sense. Everything about him is just elite. I mean, Adrian Peterson can uh, bust off a run and outrun DBs. He can plow up the middle and push over a linebacker. You know, uh, he can run through a linebacker and get that three yards and yeah. score the touchdown. He can do it all. The only critique I have of him is he's not a great receiving back. But I'll tell you what, you plug him in any era ever, like them eras when they used to, like how Riggins used to carry the ball 38 times, yeah. 35 times, he would be great in that. Kind His, of, uh, he did... Uh... Catch a touchdown last week, but he's historically he's not no, good he's at not, it at all. Yeah. He's like Eddie, Eddie what? Uh, yeah, Eddie George. But Wesson. if you mixed Eddie with like Eric Dickerson, yeah, exactly. You'd have Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he, he he looks like he looks like Eddie size wise. Yeah, he runs wise. like Dickerson though. Like yeah, way faster. Speak, he's yeah. way faster than Eddie. Way faster. Yeah, not against Eddie George. We'll, Love Eddie George. He's yeah, yeah. the greatest Ohio State running back ever, in my opinion. Right, what have we got for the other trades here? What, what else we got All right. on the board? Um, Packers trade angrily. Angrily, I'll add trade uh, Ty Montgomery. I'd trade him too. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I didn't see it. I read about what he oh, did. Oh, man, dude. Clown. I'd have traded that punk for whatever. That's the, someone wrote that. Their wives are like, they're going to have to cut him tomorrow anyway. Yeah. How about I'll give you a seventh rounder to take him out of my locker room. Uh, Jaguars trade with Dante Fowler we already talked about. This one sucks, man. Clinton Dix. Uh, I hate his name. Ha ha Clinton Dix. What a stupid name. Yeah, I wish I knew what his biblical name was, like Ronald or whatever he's yeah. really named, because I would call him that. Douchebag. Ha ha Clinton Dix. I'll tell you what, though. I didn't see... Green Bay going to be a fire cell team. Why? I know. Why would they get rid of defense? Aaron Rodgers, you need more help. You, Dude, they just gave us Demarius Randall last year. He's excellent. I think Hall's better than him. That's crazy to me. Like, you had two young dudes. Like, what? Why? Your window's now, man. What I do know. you add? Add, yeah. I can't get rid of Montgomery. That makes, yes, yes please. Get rid of Montgomery. It's you... probably just to keep Aaron Rodgers from choking him. Ha ha, Clint Dix is a good <laughs> stud young safety. He's with a dumb Playmaker. name. Other than that, he's golden. With a dumb name. I'll t- I would love to have him. Yeah. I would put up with his name in a heartbeat. Like, I would put up with his yeah. name in a minute <laughs> if he came and played. Uh, like, I'd love to have that dude. He, he could take over from Malcolm. Malcolm's getting up there and be a seamless transition. I would love that, man. Um, but the Redskins have him. So now I've got two. Yeah, what did they give up for him? Um, Is he a fourth? For a fourth. Man, I... <sighs> 
We got 11 picks. We had 10. I gave up one. Go in the draft with nine picks. I would have done it. Maybe. We we lost Rodney McLeod for the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe, though. He, he, there is a possibility McLeod could come back. But, uh, yeah, man. I'd love to have him. He's young, and he's a stud. No doubt. That's it for the, the big trades. That's all from today, though. Yeah. That's what happened today in the NFL. Like you said, man, you go back 10 years, it wasn't like this. It's picked up so much in the last decade. Yeah. Where the trade deadlines become more active, and it's kind of like an event. You, I I was listening to the radio all the way up until 4 o'clock, hoping to hear some miracle thing happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I was hoping for Deshaun or LaShawn McCoy, all for nostalgia, and the fact that we need them too, not just for nostalgia. Um, That's why it would have meant more, though. It would have meant more. If it was Deshaun, I'd be pumped. Oh, you get to wear your Deshaun jersey exactly. again, man. I, actually, you know what? I thought about that. I might not have, uh, because Matt Collins is number 10. I bet he wouldn't have been if you'd have signed Deshaun. I know. I would think, like, Jeffrey Lurie might even step in and be like, listen, Mac, you know, here's an extra five grand. You're giving that. You gotta. I mean, if you're Mac Hollins, you're an asshole if you don't like, right? Like, like Deshaun has meant that. Like, he's gonna go in the Eagles Hall of Fame. He should. Uh, he definitely should. He should. I mean, him and McCoy. Yeah. If, if oh, for sure, McCoy. He's our all-time leading rusher. But I, I like if Deshaun would have been an Eagle his entire career, he'd probably be up there for our all-time leading receiver. I would say he's probably past Carmichael. Yeah. For because of the era he's in, and and he's a bad boy, man. Deshaun Jackson. Very surprised he didn't get traded to anyone today at all. Very surprised. Yeah, it's request there's a couple guys. Trade. There's a couple guys. Patrick Peterson. There's a couple guys. That, this time last week, you asked me. I'm. I would pin them as definite movers. Patrick Peterson would have been good at the right price. Like, would they take a fourth for him? Probably not. But that's about as far as I'd be willing to give on Patrick Peterson because of his age. And cornerbacks fall off a cliff. They and do. And you're taking on his contract. Yeah, you're taking on a huge contract, and he's 30. Cornerbacks fall off a cliff. They fall off a cliff, don't they? I mean, you're, you're Richard Sherman, you're Darrell Revis. And Sherman then, didn't even make it to 30. Yeah. He didn't even make it there. Exactly. You know. I really want to keep up with Josh Norman. How's he playing? Uh, I guess he's pretty solid. You know, Reds, you know, he looked like he was going to be the best for a second. Yeah, he's not like a shutdown corner. He's just really good at playing defense, period. He's a good corner. He's not like, nobody is that. Nobody's like a shutdown corner anymore. You can't be, you know. And I'll tell you what, Denzel Ward, Garden, Antonio Brown, he ain't shutting shit down. But you could try to slow it up. Yeah. You know, and, and on the ball, watching if you watch Denzel play on the ball, Excellent, dude. He's excellent on the ball. He might get lost in coverage sometimes, though, when he's asked to drop in zone. That dude needs to be press man because he's so athletic and he'll bait quarterbacks. Yeah. He does things already at a certain level, but lockdown corner doesn't exist. No. And he's a beast. You got to have a playmaking corner. That's what yeah. he is. Yep. He's a playmaker. He'll make a fumble. He'll do whatever. Yeah. But yeah. He needs to get more size. That's what Asante Samuel was. He was a playmaking corner. He was a different kind of corner than Denzel Ward. Asante Samuel was a drop back. He's zone. sneaky, dude. Yeah. He was sneaky. He'd, he'd, he'd think, quarterbacks think they got it good. Yeah, he played way far back off and where he could look at the receiver and the quarterback at the same time and then just fucking launch himself and run and cut that route off. And He was awesome at that. I loved Asante Samuel. 
Eagles fans bashing. They always make fun of him for not being a good tackler and stuff. But I thought that he wasn't was, what he was there for. No, he was a big interception. Like that that game I referred to a minute ago, uh, Adrian Peterson's rookie year. We played them in the playoffs in the wild card round, and uh, we. Uh, uh, what was I talking about? I, I lost my train of thought. You were playing the wild card round? Yeah, but what was I getting at right before then? Who was I talking about? Sante Samuel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sante Samuel. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Sante Samuel had a huge interception uh, return for a touchdown in that game right there on Tavares Jackson that turned that game around, basically. Because they were getting at us, man. Jared Allen was... was getting to McNabb, dude. You know, it was, it was crazy. And then later, Brian Westbrook had... In my opinion, his last great play as an Eagle. Uh, he played for us the next season, but he was constantly hurt. He only played in like four or five games, you know, and then he didn't play for us again. So this is like Westbrook's last great play. Was this like a 75, 70 plus yard screen pass to the house, man? He just weaved through the traffic, and uh, you know, we ended up winning that game against the Vikings, but uh. Adrian Peterson still had over a hundred yards against yeah. us. It was, uh, it was you know, it was awesome game, tough game. You know, they were a good team, man. Quarterbacks what held them back. Two years later, they got Brett Boy, and they were it was on, man. Yep. That, that Vikings team was, was fun to watch too. Yeah, good. they were. It's easy for me to root for Brett. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Brett and all these young killers, man. Adrian Peterson, Percy Harvin, man. People forget about Percy Harvin, don't they, man? Yeah. He was, because he wasn't very long, but man, when he was around, he was a playmaker, wasn't he? Yeah, he just wasn't long for the league. No, yep. I know that one, one time I watched them two race. Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvin had a foot race. Adrian Peterson beat him, but, but barely. Beat Percy Harvin? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. In a foot race. Wow, I can't believe that. Yeah, it, was, it was during training camp. They Luckily, someone got a camera on it while it was going yeah. on, too. Because that's two physical mutants out there just sprinting. You know, pretty impressive. Yeah. Of course, Adrian wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah. So it looks even crazier. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can't believe you beat Percy Harvin, man. Yeah, we're talking about 2009, 2009, 2010. Adrian Peterson. That's. I know, but Percy Harvin was yeah. a, was a Ferrari, man. Yeah. Like, uh That's why the, that's the reason I think that Adrian's the physically just the best to ever do it. Yeah. All, all Adrian, total. Yeah, literally. Everything considered. He's got Eric Dickerson speed, Eddie George strength. You know. Pretty shifty. You know, I'm not yeah. going to say he's Barry Sanders, but he's shifty enough. He's Terrell Davis shifty, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps up the uh, the week that was in the NFL. Hopefully uh, we get to see how this plays out this week. I, I think a lot of those guys will be in rotation. We'll see if, how, what Golden does for you. we got a whole week to uh, we acclimate gotta, him. Yeah, that, that that's, even, that's even better. That's a great time for the bye week to come if you're love adding it. new pieces. Yes, love it. I didn't it. think about that being a thing. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping him and Wentz tomorrow are throwing passes in Philadelphia. Yep. I'm hoping that's what's going on. Like, I, like these guys don't need a break. They haven't earned it. They they came in this year uh, fat-catting it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, Lane talking. You, you can't convince me that they didn't. Like, Vitae's comments, like, my head wasn't in the game. Like, what? You know what I mean? Way Go too, home. Yeah, way too much Take, of that, that yeah, stuff. You can't and, do uh, that, not in this league. They're saying they're going to activate Jordan Mailata this week because uh, Lane's going to be out for like four weeks, man. Yeah. That it's good that it's a bye week, though. You get a week to get him acclimated before you got to throw him in the fire. Yeah. You know? One thing's for sure, man. That dude's gifted 
physically, man, he is gifted, but um, it's the NFL, but yep. you can be gifted. And, uh, My left tackle completely gifted. He's getting owned every exactly. week. Exactly. He's getting exactly. owned every week right now. So, all right, man. That was, yeah, that was That's awesome. a wrap. We'll uh, hit you up soon. We're about to do another podcast. Uh, so, see you soon. Peace. Yep.